Thunder Media. Today on Inside Supercars, we go inside the bunker of Shane Van Gisbergen's pits with his engineer, Andrew Edwards. It was a big shock to the system and I certainly, uh, it took me a little bit to find my feet, I gotta say. And we find out the engineering view of the last turn spin. You know, yes, I think it's possible that, that you do need to discourage, you know, it was a, it was certainly a long shot of a pass at best. Um, and, and for sure, you can't begrudge him for having a go, but you know, it was a pretty far back, the hit, almost a T-bone angle. So you want to discourage that. In a wide ranging conversation, we hear from Andrew Edwards about his year so far with Triple Eight. I hope you enjoy this chat. Hi, I'm Chaz Mostert. Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. And you're listening to Inside Supercars. This program is brought to you by P1 Australia Racing Components, the designer of the oil heat mats for dry sump tank applications. Find out more about the truths on engine oil heating at p1australia.com. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. Hello and welcome to Inside Supercars. Joining us is the successful engineer from Triple Eight Race Engineering. It's Andrew Edwards. And Andrew, congratulations. What a weekend it was down uh, up there in Townsville for you and the team. Yeah, thanks, Craig. Yeah, it's uh, an exciting weekend with a couple of uh, nail-biter races. That was good. And... What do you think when you see your car that has been leading, dominating the race, pointing the wrong way in the last corner? <laughs> well, it, was a, it was a bit of a shock, to be honest, because we were all down on the on the fence waiting for him to come past and kind of heard a commotion in the crowd. So we, we, in, in the moment, we didn't actually know what was going on. So kind of wasn't until later that we saw the replay to, to figure out what had happened. So, um, yeah, it was m- more confusion than anything at the end, but... Um, yeah, I think the right result happened and they cleaned it up very quickly. So it was all, all done and dusted. So, yeah, it was good. be remiss of me not to talk about um, last Sunday's very controversial end to uh, the race at Townsville. You'd got uh, Shane, you'd given him a car that uh, he could well and truly use. And I know that uh, Shane doesn't for one second begrudge Anton having a go. His decision uh, not to redress the, uh, the situation did you play a part in that at all? No, no. To be honest, in in the moment, we were all at the wall, waiting to, you know, to wave through and clap through the the, the win. We we had no idea of what what had happened down there. So so that's all Shane. You know, all, all that is 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 going on in Shane's racing brain, and um, and he totally managed that. But because in, in the moment, we we couldn't actually see what was happening. So. Um, so yeah, that that all that happened was Shane. I think it was a bit of a shock, to be honest. You know what I mean? Because I think he looked back, he had a gap, and then when he got a hit, I think it was a bit of a shock. So, um, but anyway, it, like like I say, it all it all kind of washed out in the end, and 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 luckily, you know, that that third place wasn't close behind, and and it was an easy redress in 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 the points in the in the timing. 
it was great success for you, a double points round, which would have been your first one of those for quite a while. <laughs> yeah, no, it, was a, it was a good a good round, and we, we've had... Um, We've been lucky enough to have a couple of those rounds this year. So I think Tasmania, we 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 had a we had another good round like that. But yeah, to walk away any time with three hundred points is is uh, you know helps the championship. Um, you know Darwin, we probably we lost a little bit, so it's just nice to back that up with a with a double win and uh, keep keep a hold of things and keep moving forward. People who know me well would understand that I always. Uh balk when someone says we've been lucky i doubt very much that luck has much to do with it good fortune yes but luck is not it good management is what it's about andrew and you should know that better than anybody else yeah it's true no it's true like 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 i say you know i've said it lots of times the team is the team is um very well polished and um you know everything they do is is at a very high level with a high expectation as well so um, you know that that's that shines through in their results. Yeah, look, he he certainly doesn't for one second uh, think that Anton didn't deserve to be second. Yeah, but it was extraordinary. And and then when he said that he was hoping that Anton would get a big penalty, like well, he's fifteen seconds up in uh, Darwin, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, yeah, I'm not sure. You know, yes, I think it's possible that that you do need to discourage. You know, it was a, it was certainly a long shot of a pass at best, um, and and for sure you can't begrudge him for having a go. But but you know it was a it was pretty far back the hit and uh, at at almost a T-bone angle. So um, you know you, you want to discourage that that behaviour. So maybe maybe you should put a bigger penalty on it. But look in this in this particular instance, you know we were still able to finish first. Um, the car wasn't significantly damaged, and and so you know the five second redress just put it all back. But effectively, no no penalty for for um for Anton. This year is your first year with the team after a long long time down there in Albury. How are you finding, firstly, the move up to Queensland? Yeah, yeah, I was down in Albury for sixteen years, so really was um. It really was our home, and and you know we had the family was pretty, uh, you know, embedded down there. So um, it was a big move to to move up to to Queensland. You know, uh, family and wife away from their friends and schools and all that kind of stuff. But um, you know, it was just it was an opportunity to work with you know the best team uh, in supercars, and arguably the best driver in supercars. So it was one that I couldn't really uh, you know say no to. And um, and also a good opportunity for the family to, to to explore this area, which is amazing up here, and um, and yeah, and and just have some new experiences in life. So it's been it's been challenging, but um, but really good. You were so ingrained at BJR, and the move to a new team, that transition. I mean, uh, they're very different environments, I imagine. Yeah, very very different different personality kind of teams in in some ways. Um, I mean, look, they've been they've been really good to me here they've been accommodating and and kind of uh welcoming and and kind of you know let me find my feet but it certainly was a shock to the system i i, I gotta say because you know you build your world around you a little bit at a place where you've been there that long so and all the normal tools and 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 things that i have you know are all we're all kind of moved or gone or every touch point i had 
software and all sorts of things were were different. So, yeah, it was it was a big shock to the system, and I certainly uh, it took me a little bit to find my feet. I got to say, having had spent that BJR, you'd probably felt like part of the family and part of the business. How long did yeah. it take to make a decision like that to change? Um, yeah, I mean, there's <laughs> there's a lot lot of internal kind of turmoil at some point you know what I mean like um you know I feel like loyalty is one of my values and it's it's hard to kind of leave Brad you know what I mean I have a good relationship with him and I uh, respect him a lot um but also I think I needed to go more from the growth point of view for myself you know I have been there for a long time um you know you get to a point where you know you wonder you know, how I would go in an environment like Triple Eight, you know what I mean? Can I succeed? Can I learn? Can I contribute? And and so, you know, when the opportunity comes up, you know, you really have to take it. So um and it's been it's been, you know, really good for me and um and I've been enjoying it with the team. How is the structure of the team significantly different to what you've experienced previously? Yeah, it it, it is interesting. Um, you know, obviously, Triple Eight are a uh, very well-polished team. Um, you know, their processes are amazing. Um, the the attitude in the team is 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 excellent. They they always want to do better in everything, and so they're critical in everything they do. And 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 we will work to to make it better. And and you know, that's a challenging and tough environment, but also rewarding uh, at the same time. So um, yeah, I enjoy that and. Um, yeah, and hopefully we can keep going in the future. And Shane Van Gisbergen, is he significantly different to any other driver you've worked with? Um, I don't know about significant. I mean, look, he's certainly his racecraft, I guess, is well documented. You know, uh, he, he's incredible when it comes to the race, just the way he can manage the car and um, the stint and understand the strategy and the competitors and, and, you know, setting up passes, you know, I think he, he is, he is amazing when, when it comes to that. And once again, I, I like working with these guys that are, you know, they've got intensity that they, they like racing and they want to, they want to push and, and do everything they can to win. So, you know, it's, it's great working with a guy at that level. You've been doing this job for a fair while now, and I don't mean to age you prematurely <laughs> or anything like that, but, yeah. um, <laughs> So, you know, you're a lot of experience. You you know what to call on when certain situation arises, when Shane comes in and says the car's doing this or that or the other. Um, you've got a good idea on a direction to go with the car. Does he play a larger role in engineering than other drivers you've worked with? Um, look, I mean, in terms of engineering the thing, you know, we, we, we certainly work as a, as a team. You know, we, we've got a, you know, we've got Jeremy at the top of the as technical director and Martin engineering the other car and, and certainly always coming up with ideas um, on, on what we want to do with the car. And it's, you know, that's another reason why things are because we, we do work well as a team and, 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 and come up with ideas together. Um, but yeah, Shane obviously has a very good feel um, and, you know, he gives good feedback, but he doesn't, uh, manage any direction of the car, so he he really he gives the feedback, but um, but engineering does the decision making on really what to do there. So, and I think that works well. He's free to 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 
to push the car and and kind of give what he thinks. But you know, I guess on the other side of it, you know, it's not his responsibility and it shouldn't be the driver's responsibility to engineer the car. So uh, we try and make sure that we do that as a team and come up with the best ideas. I've interviewed a lot of people who are absolutely pillars of the sport. And one of them was a guy called Alan McCall. And um, Alan uh, was introduced to me by Jim Stone. And uh, Jim told me that Alan was probably the finest race mechanic come out of New Zealand. The only problem was he could use him. He didn't work well enough with others. But the thing that yeah. Alan McCall, I was sitting in his lounge room when he told me that he'd engineered Craig when he was over in uh, Helmut Marco's 3000 team, so in 97. Um, they had earlier involvement with him when Craig was driving a um, uh, Formula Holden at Pukekohe. And Alan told me that Craig Lowndes had the same feedback skills as Jim Clark. I, yeah. I was blown away when he told me that. Uh, um and you're telling me that, that – and that's one of the, the hallmarks of great drivers. And you see them with their hands moving and describing this. Shane does yeah. that same sort of thing, doesn't he? Yeah, I think I think the way I've always thought about it is, you know, the, the drivers with this, you know, call it talent or skill or whatever you want, they seem to have more capacity to think clearly in the moment, whereas – you know, there's probably other drivers that are probably, you know, their 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 CPU is at 100% just trying to hang on to the car and get it around. Whereas I think the really good drivers have capacity to remember and recall what happened um, and give that feedback. So I think, and that's a big advantage for, for those guys up the front, I think. The car itself, the Brad Jones cars, which you've had so much experience mm. with, they, from what I know and understand from the drivers that have driven those cars and triple eight cars, they make their speed very differently. So has yeah. that meant you've had to change the way you engineer the car? To some degree, I guess. Um, yeah, they, they are very different in, in the way they make their speed. Um, they both have strengths and weaknesses, but obviously the triple eight car on a whole over a season um, has proven to be stronger. But um, also you need the right kind of driver to be able to drive this setup. So. Um, so it has been interesting and, and, and it's been eye-opening for me and, and, and it's been a challenge to tune it sometimes because I, I'm not as familiar with some of the tools and, and the sessions and on a race weekend are so short and we get very minimal changes and often you can lose more than you can gain when you're up the front. So, uh, you know, there's still more for me to, to learn in that area, but it's been interesting to see another perspective on, on how you can cut it up. And how has the feeling been this year with you coming in and a lot of other changes going on around the team? I, I'm curious for the people who have been there a long time, have you seen them at all being uh, um, discombobulated, which is not a word, but I'll use it anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. in the way they're going about things? Or has everyone said it's been a, a very seamless uh, transition through the whole process? Yeah, I guess as uh, someone coming in, it seems totally seamless, um, to be honest. And I think that is a credit to the processes they have in place. So, you know, they've had different people come in and out over time and, and their success has always been there. And, and, and I would attribute that largely to, 
you know, there's a good core group of people um, who have been here and understand the process, but uh, also everyone's willingness to carry it out. So, um, and that's why I don't think it's a huge disturbance, but, you know, with all the change that's happening. So, you know, I think that's a credit to the team in that respect. You'd been in four car programs, four and three car programs anyway, for that 16 years. Is it more focused when it's just the two main game cars, understanding that there's a lot going on in Super 2 and other areas, but uh, for the Super, for the main game crew, which you're an integral part of, is it more focused just having two? Uh, yes and no. I would say, you know, certainly Triple Eight have a lot of, uh, you know, fingers and other pies, you know, a lot of uh, Super 2 and uh, GT and the Gen 3 design, from what I've seen, uh, is a humongous um, focus of the team trying to do all that design. And um, and so, yes, we have two cars, which is a good focus. But sometimes, you know, there's less data from that respect. You know what I mean? With, with four cars, you've got more opportunities to try different things across cars, um, whereas two-car team, often um, not as many opportunities. So... It's just, it's a bit different, you know. And we hear engineers and and team managers talking about processes and well-structured processes. Can you give us a bit of an understanding on how much is actually written down and how much is actually documented that is then put in place? I mean, at a a team like this, everything is, to be honest. Um, You know, there's checklists, people follow the checklists. Um, you know, and, and all these type of things, you know, the small details that, that should happen, um, but, but here it's very strictly followed. And, and like I say, I think it's, it is one of the, one of the big reasons they, they have such uh, continued success. What now is the process between going to Tail and Bend and then obviously with a, a huge eye on Bathurst. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, I guess it sounds like a cliche, but we, we take this year a race at a time, but always with some focus looking towards Bathurst. You know, it's, a, it's one of the big ones and it's such a big, a big race for the championship because it's one race, 300 points. So, you know, if you have a bad one there, it changes the face of the championship a lot, no matter how big your lead is. So, Obviously, um, you know we want to we want to win all those races, but um, yeah, Bathurst is a particular focus, and you know we've got some test days coming up and things like that, which will focus more towards Bathurst. Um, but for now, um, you know we focus on Tail and Bend, and um, was probably one of the weaker rounds last year. So uh, you know it'll be a challenge and and to try and win the races there. Like most people in this business, you know, you move from team to team. You don't sign up to be a one-team man. But you'd be pleased to see the uh, form that Andre's showing and also that uh, Nick may be having a bit of resurgence. Yeah, I mean, I think, um, like I said, I think that, 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 that car is quite good and it's, it's, um, and it's good to see Andre. You know, he's a very good driver, so... I think, um, and you know, he's got a good engineering team around him there at BJR, and and I think they'll have some good success. You know, there's no reason why they shouldn't. Um, in terms of Nick, I think you know I, I rate Nick as 
as one of the better drivers out there, absolutely. So um, I expect him to, to kind of give Chaz uh, more run, and, and I think you are going to see that in the future once he once he finds his feet. Um, you've got an excellent engineer in, in Grant, so I think um, I really think they'll 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 be pushing the front very soon. Well, Andrew, thank you so much for joining us in Supercars. Wonderful to hear My from pleasure. you. I look forward to catching up with you uh, in person at the Tail and Ben. Thank you. Great. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited.